Well, we're back from a hiatus. Are we though? And well, <laughs> <laughs> did we ever really leave? Have we actually been here? Time doesn't really exist. Is this your reality or mine? This moment is the only moment that matters. Where once again, your ear hole is being exposed to the crude and inane. What do we do on this here podcast? Absolutely nothing. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Exigate? Ex- Exigate? I don't know these words. All right, today I want to talk yet again about the simulation that Elon Musk is pretty convinced we're all living in. By this point, you're a freaking expert. You're a scholar on simulation theory. That and stomach pumps. <laughs> That's almost as bad as a catheter. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so what do you got? So I was reading this thing about simulation theory, and this guy had this, what was a YouTube video, some conspiracy article online or something, but this guy was talking about why aren't there any aliens? And he posited... Like, from outer space? Yeah, yeah, like, how come we've never had, like, contact? How come humans have never been openly visited, at least? I mean, some people think that we have been. Why if space is so vast and there's so much opportunity for life to have evolved out there... And according to our, you know, mathematical calculations, it's likely, right? Well, I like to think of it as the Vulcans do. Uh, We're just not ready, you know? I mean, there's going to come a time when we will make first contact and we'll start our exploration process and become a united federation of planets, just like the uh, prophecy, Star Trek. I like that one. I, I, it's better than the idea that we're going to be like a cattle planet if they're raising us for meat or something. Wouldn't you think aliens are not carnivorous? I don't know. I guess that's kind of what you're getting into. Anything that would be advanced enough to get all the way out here. But I mean, humans created nuclear fission. We've vastly changed the face of the planet in just about every way that you can imagine. And we are carnivores i mean i guess it's not out of the question that there is some race of hyper violent carnivorous beings flying out through the ether so you're saying like species eight five six seven in (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally getting getting way way ahead of myself here i've jumped on a completely different track but yeah so anyway I like it. It's a good track. I enjoy it. So, yeah, we're we're speculating. So, anyway, so, never seen the aliens. And a lot of people say, you know, hey, man, it's just a matter of physics. Like, the speed of light is really hard. takes a lot of energy to achieve, assuming you even could. And even if you could, and, like, assuming that's the barrier for travel, it, it would just take way, way, way too long for anything with a lifespan, you know, resembling ours in any way shape or form to to get here that's the kind of like general well even though it's likely there's aliens out there they probably never reached us or never will reach us or even if we get a communication from them their civilization will probably be long dead by the time we receive the communication right so this guy posits that it's something else entirely and he goes to the simulation theory to explain it so I hadn't heard this one before. I found this to be really, really fascinating. 
basically he's talking about you know a simulation of programs so say mario or I, I think the example he gave was sonic the hedgehog right so let's say that sonic had consciousness like sonic knows what's going on he's alive he can think but he's stuck in inside the game right he can't ever come into our three-dimensional world he's stuck forever inside the game right being like, controlled or not necessarily like i mean like if he had free will and he was a um well it depends on what the program was written right so we're, we don't really understand consciousness but assuming that we could create that mario was enough of a what do you call it a person an entity that consciousness came into him i'm not saying it's likely that the idea being that we could eventually write programs that were as sophisticated as human beings ergo there would be no physical reason why those things wouldn't be conscious right maybe there is some kind of spiritual reason or something deeper but like to think that consciousness can only fit inside of a you know skull and skin and you know a cerebral cortex or whatever as opposed to silicone and metal you know like like the doctor kind of... in voyager yeah yeah totally <laughs> I mean, these are ideas that have been like, you know, frequently thought about this kind of thing. This is the whole simulation theory, the idea that we that is what we all are, right? We're living in a giant, maybe even it is a video game, whatever it is, but we're, we're living in this giant computer program and we're all programs. But what this guy was saying that I just found to be infinitely interesting is while Sonic or Mario or whoever could never leave and come into our world... If you wrote the proper program and you wrote like a folder, a file that had Sonic's, all of Sonic's life history, all of his information, everything he'd ever done, and you were able to migrate that to another game, to another simulation, he could go to that simulation because it would still be in the, the realm of what he's made out of, right? Like the zeros and ones. So like there's no reason why he couldn't go to a Super Nintendo game or whatever it is, right? So basically, the, the idea this guy was positing is maybe the same is true for us, and that eventually we might find a way to write the computer code that is us, and to write ourselves out of this simulation and into another one, which is kind of fucking cool, right? This guy sounds like he did a lot of thinking on acid. I, you know, I, I'm not really sure if there's any kind of like reason to hope for it. I mean... Obviously, there's software that writes its own code, so maybe there's a way. I mean, you know, I was talking to Armand about this, and he was saying, yeah, you know, like, Sonic can never leave, but Sonic can send us a message, or we can send Sonic a message, and Sonic can see that. So he was kind of saying, maybe the fourth-dimensional beings can contact us. We have no control over over whether or not they contact us we could try maybe to contact them but they could almost definitely contact us and so maybe if we were able to get a hold of them somehow they might explain to us or even help us to write the code to get us into another another program i don't know if i would want to it could be horrible right <laughs> it's a really scary proposition real fucking high <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean i was reading this and i was totally sober and it got me but yeah you might be right you might be right some of these things online man that or i just my puny about. brain can't comprehend it 
It hurts my head. But I, this was a very like straightforward and easy kind of way for me to wrap my mind around it, where it was like, oh, that might be an option. Okay, like if we're stuck in the simulation, well, maybe we can get ourselves into a program where we don't die or we don't, you know, suffer anymore. Well, but aren't there other theories or, or things that are being dealt with that make a little more sense in terms of like quantum physics and things like that, where it's a little more plausible? I mean, yeah, what's plausible, right? I guess it's all... I've heard a lot about now where they're they're saying the idea that, okay, well, if the universe, even if it is like a simulation, why does it need to be simulated by something? Maybe it just simulates itself. Maybe consciousness just creates itself and creates everything so that it wouldn't actually be like a computer program somewhere. It would just be the way that the universe works or something. I don't know. There's some fascinating stuff. Like this guy was talking about... um, he was studying some kind of laws of physics, like in math. And I don't know if this is bullshit or not. This was in the same article. But um, he was, he was you know, writing out all these equations and, like, taking from nature the, the building blocks of, like, our world or whatever. And as he was going through these equations, he got to a point where he found, like, a fucking, like, what you would do in computer programming to correct an error like in the fucking equation he was studying that was like gravity or something. And he was like, wait, what the fuck is this doing here? I guess he was like a coder, so he knew what it was right away. He's like, this is like correcting an error. Why is this in my fucking equation on fucking the building blocks of the world? You know, like, <laughs> Did he solve that equation? I don't know. He solved it and ended up in the fourth dimension with Rick and Morty. <laughs> Right, he's he's controlling it all right now. Or there, there was the last one that I thought was pretty good too. Is there's apparently you can get down to matter like beyond an electron, like really really tiny amount of I guess it's energy. I don't know, but you can when you get down to a certain size, they figured out now that there's a certain size of an object that is like impervious to the laws of physics. That like if it gets small enough, gravity won't affect it. It just isn't anymore almost. And so they've gotten down to the smallest unit that gravity and like the laws of our universe affect something. And they think that that might be like one pixel in our third, our, our reality, our three dimensional reality that now that they think they found the like building block of whatever this is we're experiencing. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I trip on this stuff. I mean, I find it fascinating. Sounds like it. I don't really know if it's going to like, <laughs> you know, if there's any meaning to it, right? I've not it, gotten there any could closure. Be. It's like, it, you know, it, it's fun to like speculate on. I mean, and then if one day I wake up in a different program or something, I mean, that's just it is right. Like, yeah, I, it's just hard to think about writing yourself out of reality and into another. Real, I, I don't know. These things hurt my head, man. Well, if you could control your dreams, I think that would be somewhat similar. Yeah, that that's the kind of thing that makes me think it's like maybe not reasonable, but at least like feasible. I'm kind of, oh, maybe. I mean, I'm not going to like hedge my bets on it like, oh, I'm convinced that the universe is a simulation and this is the way yeah, it works. Yeah, but even if you did, what would you do? Uh, yeah, right? Totally. What would you do with that? You don't really do much with it, right? You just go on living your life the way you have. I mean, what what else can you do? I mean, it's not like it's going to greatly affect... I mean, maybe you lose your mind. 
I, yeah, what does it matter, right? What is it? What's uh, maybe it makes things slightly easier to deal with, or maybe you turn into Keanu Reeves and are part of the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I wonder if that energy. Maybe the reason we can't like figure out the simulation or whether or not it is or anything beyond that is because maybe that energy that encompasses all of us just doesn't know. Maybe that's like beyond that energy that like even when we're able to tap into these like forms of consciousness that are tapping into this like universal consciousness or whatever, that the reason why the answers that your people are seeking only go so far is because maybe the answers just aren't there that like none of us know and none of us can know. And that's just the reality of our simulation, if you will. At least not yet. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, you know what, man? If this is all there is, and this is this is the the ride, it's been pretty freaking good. We got a podcast, got a beautiful wife. I mean, I can't complain, right? Absolutely not. And look who else is back from hiatus. The lovely Natalia is with us. Hey, y'all. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm getting over some strep throat. Ooh, that sounds pretty nasty. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Is that the... That's not... What's the kissing one? Meningitis? Um, Mono. Mono. Mono, yeah. You should spit in Amy's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I told him. Don't I told him me with earlier, a good time. Yeah, no, I told him earlier. I was like, dude, you should be like making out with her and and bringing her soup, and just getting as <laughs> contagious as possible. So yeah, that's how you show your lover. Oh no, it was terrible. Empathy. It's I woke up Saturday and I was, it was like so painful. Like I couldn't talk. I couldn't like hardly swallow. It was just like it hurt so bad. Have you been sleeping with the windows open and the fans on? Yes. Had you done that before? Mm, yeah. Like prior to starting to get hotter. Not yeah. Not not until it got hot. You'd be surprised how that can fuck somebody up really yeah it's weird Hmm. unless you were like licking you know tabletop somewhere oh there was there was that (laughs) forgot about that (laughs) so i wanted to ask you guys because you know i'm i'm not the brightest crayon in the box the sharpest tool in the shed not the uh strongest brick in the brack But I've been hearing a lot of stuff on CRT, and I'm not sure that I truly understand it. I I heard a couple of my in-laws talking about it. In fact, one of them was like, you want your kids being taught that? And I was like, well, you know, honestly, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I have an idea of it, and quite frankly, I don't give two shits. Like, teach it, teach it or don't teach it. But don't make it like a target. Don't make it like a thing. The ki- oh, oh, the 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 thing was in public schools, and I was like, let me ask you something. Are you gonna pay for my kids to go to private school if they're gonna teach this 
in school, <laughs> then they're going to fucking teach it. And my kids are going to go and they're going to fucking learn it. Because I'm not paying them to what go. What is this pay- that they're learning? Critical race theory. So what's, oh, the, what's okay. the... I don't really understand it. What is it? It's telling the story of like oppressed people in America going back before like the revolution and everything. And it's kind of touching on racial things. I think, honestly, I think it's a way to obfuscate class. Like I think it's a way to get people to focus on race, smooth over things, like buy people off by saying, oh, look at how open and woke we are and how much we're we're changing and we're admitting all these awful things that have happened without really like changing anything in society. Isn't that what we learn through education and, and, and findings that we find for ourselves, that we search out, that we read about, that we educate ourselves on? Like, isn't that what kids in college and high school do? Not like elementary school kids, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I really, I, I don't know enough about it. Like you said, you don't give a fuck one way or the other. It doesn't really matter, right? It's not affecting your bottom line. I mean, maybe if you felt like you were more in like an oppressed class or something or oppressed minority, then it would be something that would matter more. Right. What I'm saying is, is like if they're going to teach it in school, my kids are going to freaking learn it. I'm not going to stop them from teaching them something, you know, like, am I supposed to be like uh, angry? I guess people are mad. They're worried it's betraying america the republic the the values of the people that conquered this place and took it over and they're teaching their kids which you know probably is a more realistic view of history but it's not one that's conducive to american empire making us the greatest country in the world or whatever these people think you know like it's kind of the opposite good teachers are going to teach you the truth not just what the books say and what the curriculum says. They're going to go outside the box and show you both sides to the stories. I had a lot of teachers like that growing up where it wasn't just like, oh, you know, George Washington chopped down an apple tree. Like, no, George Washington used to grow hemp and had slaves and wasn't really the apple of America's eye in a sense. It's not about being woke. I think the problem is people what they view as truth right like i had a history professor and the guy he was very aware of all the problems with the american experiment all the things that have happened the last 200 years he was in a lot of ways he kind of sounded like some liberal where the way he would talk about things and understand things but he considered himself like a conservative republican he used to say things along the lines of almost acknowledging like yeah, the system's fucked. Yeah, the only way to fix it is going to be through a revolution. But then kind of being just like, oh, yeah, but are you really willing to go through with a violent revolution? You know things are going to get really bad if that happens. Like, I think he truly believed that. I think he thought, like, he was helping to prevent these radical ideas from creating, like, civil war, creating huge violence or whatever. But it's missing the point that capitalism creates huge violence all across the globe that's occurring right now, acting as if the violence isn't already there. And I don't think he was doing that intentionally to try to like obfuscate like all the evils and horrors under capitalism and why we should take the time to fight against it. I think he had been indoctrinated to a point. And he was an intelligent guy, and I think he was doing his best to convey truth to the class. But you got to crack a couple eggs to make an <laughs> omelet, man. I just feel like... I. If I knew more about the CRT stuff, I mean, I might have more of an opinion, but like, 
if that's what the schools are going to teach, that's what the schools are going to teach. Like, I want my, I don't have money to put my kid in a private school. I'm, I'm not even trying to argue about it. I just want to know really what, what the bottom line of it is, you know? We're going to have to do some critical race theory study this week. You'll, you'll be well informed. Because, okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to pull my kids out of school, you know? I mean, I mean, this is what parents are going, the length parents are going to. It seems like it's like an attention thing. Like, ooh, look at me. I'm going to pull my kids out of school. I'm so angry with this. It's like, dude. Teach it or don't teach it. Our kids need to be in school. What I need to get off my chest is uh, I have slowly been becoming addicted to not TikTok because, you know, I'm not fucking downloading that shit. But YouTube Shorts, which is basically just a bunch of TikTok videos, which is basically (laughs) just a mindfuck, which is basically just freaking me out because I always said I wouldn't get so involved in watching all that stupid shit. Yet I find myself on most of my spare time nowadays... Looking at these little brain nuggets, little, little graphic nuggets, little, little nuggets of information, pointless information, nonetheless intriguing. And I find it fucking genius and beautiful and disgusting all at the same time. It's like a terrible accident that you can't look away from. These bastards know what they're doing. Yeah, I get sucked in all the time, man. But I, it it wasn't like this before, you know. Every now and then it was like I I just take a little take a little look. And then it started turning into on my free time I'd take longer looks. Now I'm doing it before breakfast and after lunch and right before it bed. It seems strange when people don't have this like you don't have the social media accounts, right? And no. I, no, I, know I don't. A few other but people see, that don't. You always wonder what's wrong with them while I'm participating <laughs> in this Aren't I participating in social media? I mean, yeah, this, yeah. this podcast is social media. Right? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about the YouTube shorts. Like, ah, aren't I contributing ah, yeah. to it? Because I've even pushed like on two things already. I'm, I'm <sighs> slipping. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. I'm, it's it's and, it's happening, man. I and even stop. if you don't like it, if you give them the thumbs down, it helps their algorithm. A double whammy. But there's fucking cool shit on there, dude. Like, I can't can't help but be grateful there's something to waste my brain and time with like that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Have you seen the the wall of fear or whatever it is where they they get like a big, it's like a big bowl and they drive the Jeeps in like a circle until they get the centrifugal force going and they're basically driving them sideways and then the guy drives like gets out on the passenger side and like sits on the side of the car haven't seen it but now i got to check it out oh yeah those are great they do it with the the motorcycles too oh yeah you're talking about like they're doing that MIA video kind of when i lived in germany they used to have this uh just like a big steel cage ball like it's a fenced in ball and the motocross guys would just go round round you know spin in circles kind of like Cirque du Soleil with motorcycles (laughs) Uh. 
<laughs> so well, my point is, is this YouTube shorts, it's not only addicting, it's, dare I say, informational. They learn a lot of shit on there. And that's where I think they get you. You know, not all of them are little nuggets of gold. But the ones that teach you a little something in 60 seconds your brain can comprehend, it's like fucking a mouse to cheese in a maze. We're addicted to knowledge and information and new information. And when you can get it in 60 seconds, I'm broken. Do you subscribe to any people on those things? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, no. Of- <laughs> I'm, my YouTube's full. I- no, not on YouTube. So... And I don't even know if this is how it really works, but like the YouTube shorts. Uh-huh. Do you subscribe to people that you see on that? I don't think so. Okay. So basically you'd be getting a bunch of like vines or what do they call it? Uh, TikToks, but they're just on YouTube. They're not fucking TikToks, man. They're YouTube shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought into any of that. I guess... We're missing out. We're going to have to check out the YouTube shorts. I'm serious, though. And what's fucked up is the algorithms. They're not always spot on with these. But you also come across all those TikTok people. Like all the the big names that you read about in news. They're on there. Oh, yeah. They're not very interesting. I find some of the more interesting ones are like the the mukbang (laughs) YouTube shorts where they like... Take the pan, the cover off the pan is just like a bunch of seafood, and they're just like eating seafood. That interests me. Okay. Was <laughs> <laughs> it like a how-to? I mean, no, some of that no, can be it's pretty like, intimidating. It's weird. It's like supposed to be ASMR, right? But it's not because uh, the guy's mm-hmm. like, la, 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 crab and scallops but it looks amazing you have to check it out you i I sound like a bumbling idiot right now but once you fall victim to the trap you'll understand what i'm saying see look at this i'm promoting their shit with it like they're good they turned you into an ambassador man (laughs) this is terrible i need help Is there a twelve step for YouTube shorts? I'm, you know, there probably is. I mean, you can you can literally take those twelve steps and integrate any kind of an addiction to it. So, man, I'd yeah. have to do twelve step on fucking YouTube shorts. They're getting to the point where their algorithms are so sophisticated that a normal human can't resist it. Almost, I think eventually they're going to get to that point. We won't be able to tell what's fake or what's real because it's just so sophisticated and so well done. Like right now, like my bullshit meter is pretty good, I think. And it's fairly easy to kind of like figure out if something's legit or not. They're not trying to fake you out though, bro. It's just little one minute clips of, you know, what's fake. You know, what's real. They're not hiding what's fake. They're not hiding what's real. It's like, it's like a brave new world. I'm trying to find the positive. In it. I, I would like you and I would like you guys to at least do it for five minutes. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's kind of turned into a bad thing because I really wanted to start reading my favorite book like a week ago. And I have not because, you know, 
I work out and then That's YouTube shorts and take care of the kids. And then something YouTube I've shorts. been good on this last week. I've been reading, even though we haven't oh, good. podcasted or done anything. I've, nice. I've gotten back to reading a little bit. Good, Feels good, good. Yeah, we got our our trip finally in the planning stages for Mexico City. So I'm pouring through these books, man. I don't think I've ever researched a trip so thoroughly. Kind of getting a vibe, you know. As one should. Oh, speaking of YouTube. I got so I asked you if you had ever seen the all gas no brakes guy. No, and honestly, I, I had a a pretty pretty hectic week when you asked me, and I, I meant to, but no, I did not. Well, this guy's pretty good. He goes to like Trump rallies and UFO conventions and that kind of stuff. Flat Earther convention. Is he the prove me wrong guy? No, no. Uh, this guy, he's he's like a he looks like a joker. Or change my like, mind. Change my mind. No, nah, no, nah, it's not that guy. This okay. guy's a little bit like sillier. He kind of he doesn't really have much of an agenda. He kind of just pretends like he's dumb or like he kind of goes along with the people at the events he's covering. Wait a and second. And he wears this like Does he wear the suit? He wears a real ratty suit. Yeah. I know this got from guy. like a thrift store. Yeah, I, yeah, he's got yeah, like big curly hair. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious, right? Yes, and he is. So, you know, we watch All Gas No Breaks. Every once in a while, I check out his site and notice the last few months there hasn't been any videos up. And I'm like, man, what happened to the All, All Gas No Breaks guy? You know, kind of kind of bumming him. I'm needing my fix. And so... He's got the RV, right? He's he like rent. Yeah, 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 he got the they, RV. He got the, sure. the company to give him an RV. That's where where the story actually gets interesting. I, I believe I have seen a Vice episode on him. That's how I really became familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, they did a little segment on him. It was great, man. That guy, he is so freaking funny, dude. And obviously the people probably play it up a little bit for the camera, but some of the people that he finds, especially the rappers, I'm just like, <laughs> actually makes me think of you, Archibald. I'm like, I dude, if Archie met this guy, he would he would drop some bars. It would be on. It would be uh, <laughs> YouTube infamy. So, uh, so anyways, yeah, you, like he said, he had this RV, I guess he found some company to like sponsor him or what's the word, hire him under contract and they, they contracted him and he signed over most of the rights to the show and they bought him an RV. And so he drove around the country making this thing and became fairly popular. I mean, the guy's doing all right on YouTube. The, the good, th the cool thing is, is he doing it with his friends. He is, yeah, or he was. Um, so yeah, here's the there's trouble in paradise. The the company had been like really screwing him over. Once he got big, they were taking something like ninety something percent of like what he was making. So he was just getting totally screwed. So I guess he I don't know if he just bought out his contract or quit or what, but he is now making videos under a different name. And he actually doesn't want people to watch the all gas, no breaks videos because that's taking money away from him. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So his name's Andrew Calligan and Channel 5. He calls it Channel 5, like pretends he's doing the news. 
There was a really good one you just recently did on like a punk rock show in Los Angeles. That was a little humbling because, you know, you're watching all these like ATV rallies and like rednecks and shit and you yeah. kind of laugh and you're like, ah. But then when you see the punks, it hits a little close to home, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> good for him. Anyways. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Definitely suggest watching that one. And I guess don't watch All Gas, No Breaks, or if watch you're going Channel to... Channel 5. Good deal. Speaking of strange strange people who do... Strange Americans who do strange things, I you, you know I've had this issue with my car window. I, I, I do. For like months on it. Yeah, so... The- the little what's it the gear that goes into it busted so i kept the window. fixing it yeah the window the driver's side so i kept fixing it fi- figured out how to like prop it back open stupid right i should have just gone to get it get it fixed i don't know should what the hell you have, my though? problem was well I, you know i got in the accident i wasn't even sure i was gonna keep you the probably should have so. just replaced the fucking whole door honestly gone to the <laughs> junkyard and just got a door that fit <laughs> pick your part yeah i forgot about that yeah. my jeep i used to have all these different like i'd take little things off it like the the thing around the like handle and i put a different color one in i had all kinds of weird colored stuff so this window is busted and it had gotten into a state of being rolled all the way down right so the window was just down so i had to go to work so i shove a blanket in my window you know close the door go in and go to work i work my shift you know, normal day get off and it's late you know i'm tired i go out to the car and look in the window and there's another blanket in my window like not the blanket i put in there and i'm like kind of you know that moment where your brain just kind of like disconnects and you're like what the fuck yeah like what's going on why is it so i kind of step back from the car and i kind of look at the car to make sure it's mine and I'm like, well, no, of course it's mine, right? Like, yeah. It could be somebody else's. I mean, it's not that uncommon. Maybe, right? Maybe. <laughs> so I actually got a good story about that. I'll get into it after. But so anyway, so so I go up and I'm like, well, what the fuck, right? So I'm like, no, this is definitely my car. So I open the door and there's a dude sitting in there. <laughs> and I'm like, and he, he looks at me and he's like, who are you? And I'm like, um... Uh, this is this is my car, bro. And, and he's like, I he's thought like, it was abandoned. I'm fucked up. Yeah, exactly. It looked like shit, right? <laughs> totally, totally, dude. So he's he's like, I'm fucked up. Call me an ambulance. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. You know, I don't want to discount that the guy may be not doing great, but I kind of get the feeling that that's just him saying that as like a way to avoid getting arrested or beat up or something. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I'm not calling the cops. Can you just get your pissy ass out of my car? Exactly, right? He's an old tire. He's obviously pissed drunk, you know? And so basically I'm like, hey, dude, uh, you think you could just, you know, just get out of my car so I can go home? You know, I need you to go. (laughs) And and he's like, okay, okay. But uh, hang on. Let me put on my pants. Oh. So, dude was totally naked, just <laughs> yes. sitting in there, just fucking <laughs> yes. chilling. And I'm like, all right, dude, go ahead, put on your pants, bro. I, I like this. This is. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so he finally got his pants on and, and dude he had like decorated in there i mean there was like garland strung up like he had turned it into like his little spot i mean i felt a little bad but i'm like dude you gotta go bro like i, I need the car to get home like i'm so keeping yeah. the garlands <laughs> yeah right that's what it's like i'm like after he got out and he, he went and laid down on the ground, he was like passed out on the ground. I'm looking around my car and I'm finding, you know, lighters, all this shit all over. And I'm like digging it out and going and dropping it off next to him and kind of thinking to myself, do I really have to give this guy all his stuff back? But I'm like, you know, no, it's the right thing to do. But, but, but yeah, but before this motherfucker, though, so before he gets out, he puts on his pants, takes for fucking ever, right? Finally gets dressed. And he goes to get out, and he starts to grab some of his stuff, and then he reaches into my cup holder to take my change. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. And he's like, I put my change in there. I'm like, dude, that's not your change. <laughs> he's like, okay, man, I guess you're right. <laughs> Let yeah. me ask you this. Yeah. Did you get him any food or give him any money before you left? No, dude, I just left him. I, you know, he didn't ask for anything. I felt like you'd you know, been violated I enough. <laughs> I gave him some shelter. I was trying not to like get upset. You know what I mean? Like, cause <laughs> honestly, like it put things in perspective. Like Bro, this guy's I got mean, it really rough. If I was squatting and I saw your man, I probably would have, you know, thrown some garlands up as well. Fuck it, you know? Good for him, man. I mean, what was this guy thinking? Like, oh, this guy's never coming back. I'm just going to move in. Like, I don't kind think of parking there was that space much thinking. was this? Like, what kind of... Was it in a parking lot? Was it on the street? Yeah, it's in a parking lot by my work. Okay. Is there a grassy area around? Not really. Okay. No. Okay. So pretty just like open, in like a supermarket s- parking lot, like mm. a strip mall. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, no, for which, him, man. W- w- which Natalia, yeah, like, huh? This person's probably never coming back to their vehicle parked in this stripping strip mall parking lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I went and fixed my window. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so when it I only fucking... took some naked guy to get you to fix your window. <laughs> Literally not the mean streets of Long Beach. It was a, a naked man sitting in your front seat that fucking encouraged you, know, you to get Maybe my mom finish. sent him. She hired him. <laughs> yeah, so I took the took the van in and I go and I go to the hood cuz you know me, man. I'm like, I'm paying $200. You're smart. These guys do it. Not me. 85 bucks cash out the door. No Damn. problem, right? So I drive to Wilmington, and uh, I pull up. My my van's all bashed up in the back, windows down. Park it, go and talk to the guys. Come back out. I look up, and some <laughs> the tow some truck's dude ready to take it away to the junk. No, 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 nothing that bad. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny though. But no, so uh, I look up, and this dude pulls up in another Odyssey, the same Honda Odyssey. And he pulls up, same windows down, and then he goes past me, and I see the back end of his car's bashed. No and I'm way. like, weird, dude. So I, like, you know, told him in Spanish, I'm like, hey, we're twins, you know? Like, and he kind of laughed. You know, we started talking, and it turns out that he, yeah, same window. His car was an 01 the same year. 
And there but, was a naked man in the same naked no, guy. No, no naked man. That was yeah, the naked yeah. guy comes out with some overalls and a backwards hat. Like, oh, you're here to get your uh, window fixed. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was an interesting one. I, the guy had another like fifty thousand miles on me, so that gave me hope that that van'll van'll keep going a little bit longer. But, it's an odyssey, know, bro. It'll go. It'll go. It'll go. It'll go. As long as a homeless person doesn't abscond with it. Hey, at least you didn't shit in your car, dude. I don't know. There was no, I, you know, I didn't feel anything like sticky. I was a little Did worried. You smell the seat. <laughs> I mean, he was so smashed. I would hope he had some like whiskey dick, but he probably probably <sighs> pissing himself. I don't know. It didn't smell too bad afterward. Whatever. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> So we're back, and I got another one for you. Years ago, I worked at this place, and one of my coworkers, this kind of really strange guy, could never really get a read on him. You know, he'd say things. He always acted like he had a crush on me, and he was in a relationship with somebody else, and. I never really got any kind of straight dirt on if he was actually gay or if it was just like he liked fucking with me. But it was like you could never really pin the guy down on any kind of opinion or anything. Like he'd say things that seemed kind of outrageous and you could never really get a feel for if he meant them or not or what his political beliefs or what he liked to do. He just, he was kind of this huge enigma and it was like he crafted this persona intentionally. I thought that was really, really neat, right? And so anyway, I don't know if I was out sick or went on vacation or something, but I was gone from the office for a few days, and I come back in, and sitting on my computer, on the, the monitor, there's a post-it note. And I'm like, okay, it's interesting, right? I mean, not that interesting. Like, we often get post-it notes as like, hey, you need to call this person, you need to do this or that, right? I look at the post-it note, and I notice it's kind of strange it's typed and i'm like okay that that's interesting right i guess i'll just read it so it was written towards amazon right so amazon in your absence i have gone mad this descent into madness has given me a newfound brilliance causing me to arrive at the typed post-it note my greatest achievement and maybe the most important thing ever created for this i must thank you like, I probably spent a good, like, 20 minutes of company time writing this for me. <laughs> Genius. You you should probably actually get that framed and matted. I taped it into, like, a notebook. I would completely no, forgotten no, about that it. That needs to go into a small frame with a small mat around it. I agree. You I know, agree I, it's, well. I guess I could, like, cut it out of the cardboard because it's taped now. The tape will probably ruin it. But, yeah, like... That's probably the way to go. I think you're right. We should frame that. Can maybe steam it to get the tape off. Mm, yeah. Loosen the glue. I don't know. That's like yeah. some street that art could... shit right there, man. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, dude. It made my day for sure. This I... wasn't the only interesting thing this guy did. Oh, man. He was. He had like a whole whole book of stuff. This and... guy was a nut, man. And you nut. kept these things because... I guess it spoke to me. 
Mm. I, I mean, like you just said, it was a, it's a work of art, man. No, no, like, no, yeah, but I mean, there's multiple things that you kept from him. There's a book of stuff you kept from him. Or oh, he no, 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 he had a book of... We have an of, email. Uh, yeah, he... Oh, he okay. oh, man, some of the stuff he did... He had a very generic email address, and he would get random emails from people. And there's this one where he gets this email from this guy asking him to to check out his picture, to send it to some girl or something. So the guy I worked with, coworker, photoshopped it and did all this stuff. And uh, oh man, yeah, it just gets oh, like no. at one point he's like, he's like, yeah, maybe it could use a little flash or something. And so he he made like a a ball, like an orb of light glowing in the guy's hands, and made it look like it was like he was like a wizard or something. <laughs> it was it was epic. It was really. Great. I mean, it just kept getting more and more outrageous. Yeah, yeah. And this guy has no idea that he's not talking to his friend that he. <laughs> accidentally emailed this <laughs> random guy it's like totally messing with it i think it got to a certain point he had photoshopped the guy's head onto that like um what's that guy's name from the 70s the body the from seinfeld chest. the, the fuck- body from seinfeld but that was a play also what's on the guy's name guy. oh the burt reynolds the burt reynolds like centerfold spread <laughs> And the guy was like, you're a freak, never contact me again. <laughs> he sent him back some kind of like amorous message like, oh, maybe you should go for me instead. I really like you. <laughs> it was great. Great. Poor guy. Yeah. Our friend was kind enough that he, he showed it to us, but he said that, yeah, he didn't want to put it on Reddit or anything. So he wasn't out to like hurt the guy. He just enjoyed these kinds of little things and just did these things for shits and giggles did he forward the email to the young lady oh no no i don't think he knew who the young lady was yeah he had no idea who this guy was talking about or any of it he just was uh, yeah, he just kind of it's unfortunate he uh, didn't like add a email address could you check this out and then send it for me yeah right right ah <laughs> uh, poor guy yeah i'll have to show that to you one of these days that's a unfortunately it's uh for our eyes only maybe once the patreon gets going we can uh we can we could sell access for like fifty bucks a pop or something. Sell <laughs> <laughs> Which Meet me under the next... bleachers after school and I'll let you take a look. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. What is an NFT? NFP NFT or you mean NFT? Non fungible whatever. These things that oh. people are selling. Like, I don't understand that either. I, I know NPC is no, like non-person character, NFT. right? NFT. Non-player. NFT. The thing, non-fungible, whatever, the tokens or whatever, they're like, jeez, I thought you knew like everything, dude. Hold on. The uh, uh, Me? <laughs> NFTs explained. Non-fungible token. Okay, the definition says it's a non-fungible token is a unit of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain that certifies a digital asset to be unique and therefore not interchangeable. NFTs can be used to represent items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files. I don't understand. So it's just like a picture or a song? I guess the difference is between like 
like if you had a Bitcoin, then you could a Bitcoin is the same as any other Bitcoin. But if you had like the way we're looking at right now, like if you had a baseball card, that baseball card would not be the same as all the other baseball cards. It will be different in price based off, you know, how in demand the baseball card is. Yeah, but it's digital. Can't you just, you know, change it, copy it? Yeah. That's what, yeah, I don't know. Well, if you guys want to buy some non-fungible currency. I don't think it's currency. It's it's not currency. It's It's like songs, videos, art. Like, I don't understand you're gonna have to look into that too all right all right we got a our work cut out for us you got anything else this week guys Mm, i don't think so it's been a bit of a boring week if if if, wait, wait, if you do get a chance and you do the youtube short look up this kid he's called spice king i think he's from texas he just eats spicy shit like it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm.